Today's best music. Magic 89.9. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday once again, and it's another edition of the chat room. For those of you listening, working from home over Magic 89.9, and of course, on the road, taking us with you. Hello, I'm Boom Gonzalez, the host for the chat room. And in this week's episode, um, just as the, uh, at the last moment, we were supposed to have three guests, but now we have two. Nonetheless, it's going to be a great show because we have uh, two guests who you probably have not seen or heard from in a long time. For those watching on Facebook Live, you already see it. And of course, on the Kumu app and on Twitch through the Magic 89.9 website, Jessica Mendoza from the top five at five. Tama <laughs> Yeah. And, oh my God. And, uh, and Mia, Mia Bayuda from... Uh, from uh, on demand is with us supposed to be with us just to you know tell people out there and hopefully he can still jump in was mojo jojo from good times um he he has not responded uh he was <laughs> the one he was the oh one God. most excited he was the one most excited about this episode but uh well we hope you're okay mojo if uh, you're listening or watching at some point uh, hello, hello, girls. I wore an old magic t-shirt. For it I, I dug. Yeah, it's a little tight. I dug and found uh, something so that it will be appropriate for this episode. How have you guys been? Oh Jet, you start because I know you're the one who's almost falling asleep. <laughs> it's midnight here. I sleep early now. Um, right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I think it's hard to talk about being good these days <laughs> a little bit because of everything that's going on. Um, but I was laughing, you're saying a top five, five. I'm like, do people even remember? <laughs> well, the ones who are watching this and watching out for both of you, for sure, will remember that. Mia, how have you been? I'm great. I'm great. Um, things are good. I'm, I'm in Las Vegas right now and uh, it's hot, but things are good. But I you're in a sweater. Think. You're like in a big old I know, room. I'm indoors. <laughs> Again, <laughs> something that fits, right? <laughs> well, knowing, no, knowing me, she's probably not wearing anything anyway. I mean, <laughs> so that's why it makes up for it. Well, thank you. Thank you for making time and for joining me. I know I had to pull you up. It's 2 a.m. I think 2 a.m., okay? It's 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, okay, right. right. <laughs> Alive! <laughs> it's 2 a.m. I had Still to works for me. Both of them, yeah, um, to join me. I know the time The time is uh, not favorable to you. But when there's a drink, it's favorable to everybody, right? Cheers, guys. Agreed. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, what, are you, what is the poison for Jessica, Mia? Whiskey. Because of bourbon. We just usually have some at the house. <laughs> You're having a bourbon? Uh, Mia, what are you having? Whiskey. Whiskey, too? Okay, yeah. like me? All right. See, okay. so it doesn't matter what time. Or where? We could have used oh, Mojo's uh, fruit drink. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, we'll never know. Mojo might uh, join us uh, in the next hour or so. We'll see. Okay, for those of you, again, listening uh, or just tuned in to Magic 89.9, Jessica Mendoza, Mia Bayuga with us. Um, I was thinking about this episode, and there's so many things that, that you, Mojo, and the uh, Mia and Jessica have in common for people who are probably trying, you know, maybe wondering or trying to recall or maybe even watching for the very first time. Or or listening for the first time. I just want to establish a baseline of the conversation. The reason why I thought about this was, again, there are many stars on Magic 89.9 who 
have now moved on, uh, are doing many things. So we could get anybody, and we have access to a lot of uh, these great former DJs who are great friends of ours. But the commonality, you know, the common thread among the three of you supposed to be with Mojo here was that you all packed up your bags at the peak of your powers. Let's just put it that way, you know, at the height of your popularity and fame um, and uh, moved to the same country, the three of you, in different states and made a life uh, which is, ex you know, I mean, totally different from what you had here. So that was my thinking, you know, coming up with, with this episode. It's not just, hey, getting a gang back together. No, it's not as simple as that. I wanted something a little more layered than that. And that was the thread, you know, that you guys totally gave up everything. So I'm, and, and then I was thinking, well, how am I going to start the show? Then I realized there's no other better way to start but to ask, why'd you move? Because behind that question is um, some people move for different reasons, regardless of the family relocates or job opportunities or sometimes a breakup, sometimes, uh, you know, just a change of culture, a, ch a life change, you know, trying to find yourself, whatever the reason may be. And that's what I really wanted to find out first with the three of you. Jet, let's start with you. Are Enough you of starting me. with me? Shouldn't we do this in chronological order? Come on, Jet, let's go. <laughs> wow, all of a sudden you girls are gun shy. Wow. I'm like, what? Huh? It's been a while. <laughs> so you left 2013, Je Jessica, right? Okay, uh, that's what you said. Okay, so it's been seven years already. Let's go back to that time. Why did you leave initially? What was the thought process behind it? I think I had wanted to go to grad school for a while. I think that was something that had been sort of percolating in my mind for a couple of years. Um, and I, it's, hard to, it's hard to think back now exactly how I was feeling. I just remember thinking that if I didn't do it then, um, I was never gonna do it. And I had been in radio and had been doing, had been covering basketball for just long enough for me to start asking myself what I wanted next and where right. I wanted my career to go. Right. Um, and, and I just felt like that's not where I wanted to be in another five years. So I think, I think at the time I'd been working in radio for almost five years and um, collectively UAP and PBA something to that effect also. And you were and beginning like, to write, right? If I may interrupt real quick, you're also beginning to write for a website, if I'm not mistaken. Was it yeah, so I started writing for, um, I think it was for FHM, uh, for like their sports section. Right. Um, I started doing some of that and knew that that was like writing had always been my first love and like it had never become a big part of my career outside of writing my own copy for, for UAP and then PBA. Um, right. And just felt like that was something that I wanted to pursue. And it felt like, but if not now, then when? <laughs> so I just started like quietly sending applications to grad schools in the States. And I knew I could come because I was a citizen and my, my parents supported it. Um, and then when I heard back from a school in Boston, um, I was like, why not? <laughs> I can do it now, so I'm going to do it. So it was a school thing. It was uh, something it was that a, it wanted. was a career thing. I okay, think okay. the school was a vehicle for me to move, to change direction. Right, um, right. It was a reason to to 
you know, because I could have just like quit and then come to the States with no prospects, knowing basically nobody <laughs> in the field that I wanted to get into. Um, right. So I felt like I was fortunate enough to be able to access school um, and also get in one. <laughs> so right, right, right. it worked out. Yeah. Okay, and Mia, you left 2012. It's been eight years yeah. um, since. Well, yeah, now that I think yeah. about it. It, does, it doesn't feel like it. Obviously, <laughs> you and I, you and I were, were often in touch. We, right. we, we, uh, we've uh, obviously stayed in touch uh, more uh, than, uh, than we should. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. At the wee hours of the morning, just talking right. about random stuff. Yeah, you also... Right. And I love you for this. You also flew all the way to Singapore for, for my wedding. And uh, I really appreciate that. You're the ultimate wing woman, as I always say. Uh, you've always been. But what was the impetus for, for you to leave uh, the country? Again, at the height of, of uh, your popularity, your fame, which you did not achieve on my show. You achieved on, on good times, obviously. <laughs> oh, that, that's also debatable. When you switch shows, that's when it happened. Maybe it was no, the uh, height of popularity <laughs> off air. <laughs> no, but, no uh, yeah. you know, our, our time on air came to an end, and then I switched over to the morning show, and that was a whole complex of its own, and it was great, but I think ultimately I always had the plan of coming back to the U.S. It's just mm. my dad is my dad was here. Um, my family is all here. I was only in the Philippines for what five years, so there was no intention of being there forever. Although it served me really well, it treated me great. Um, but again, the intention to come back was always there. Um, the following year, I had my son, so. It was just all. It was just right. There's, there's no better time to be here and commit to a city, especially while raising him. And and yours is an interesting story because you also, um, you you were always and we had this conversation a long time, many times. You always were wherever your your feet would take you, right? You're always that. You have always been that kind of Absolutely. person. You lived you lived in La Union for a couple of years. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> yeah. was Mike, people might know, might not know that or forget that. That was kind of, you know, uh, the time prior to Magic 89.9 right. days, right? So you've always had that in you, though. That Was there any other country that you saw yourself transferring to or living in other than the U.S.? Or was it just yeah, really that you Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, Spain's always been in the back of my mind. But again, it's just wherever my dad was, where my family was, my cousins, I wanted mm -hmm. to be near because I grew up in an environment with my family and I know how important that was. And I just, I didn't want to take that away from my child also. So U.S. just made sense, but I don't know about right now. Are you, are you both, you both American citizens? Right? Dual. Yeah. A dual? Okay. Dual, yeah. Same. Right, 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 right. Uh, let's clarify that because that's a little bit of a big issue here in the Philippines right now. <laughs> <laughs> just, in case, just in case you're not in the know about certain things that have been happening around here. Um, uh, was Mojo also same? Would you know? I, don't, I can't speak on his behalf. I, I'm sure. Right, right. I don't know why I feel like I remember him being dual. But anyway, all right. So that's another commonality uh, that, uh, that you thought about. Jay, was there any other country that you thought about? in terms of moving to during that time that you made that decision around, what was it? You said you were two years before you actually moved? 
Is that what it was? I don't know exactly how long I've been thinking about it, but I've been thinking about it for a while. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought about Europe also, but kind of vaguely. I mean, I have family in the States, right? So I have family in California. Uh, that helped. Uh, we lived here for a while when I was growing up. So it felt like if I was going to do something crazy and major, this seemed like the right place to come. It was like, yeah, it helps. It, it, helps it was unfamiliar. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's familiar, but it was unfamiliar, but it was also not as unfamiliar as other places would have been. Right, right. For those again listening and just tuning in, uh, we're talking to Jessica Mendoza and Mia Bayuga, formerly of Magic 89.9. For Jessica, it's been seven years. For Mia, it's been eight years already. You you mentioned the word crazy. Um, was it, was it, was it at that time in your head, this is, this is crazy. This, this what I'm doing is crazy. Did you even think about it that way? Was it perceived that way? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about, I don't know about Mia, but for me, absolutely. Right. I think, I think less so in my head. I think once I made the decision, I felt like I was going to do it and there wasn't really a lot anybody could say to make me change my mind. It took me a while to convince myself that it was the right thing to do but once I mean but you were you were there and I asked you for your advice at, at this point and and I think and I think it just felt right for me at the time and there were there were a lot of people who would ask like why are you doing this like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense um and sometimes I would ask myself that question too but I think I think even before I had left I knew it was the right thing and I that was very much confirmed after I had made the made the leap Okay, we'll get we'll get to that. I like that part. And we'll get to that in a bit. Mia, did you did you think of it as I know you already said that it was already part of the plan at some point, but at the again in context for those who are listening, did you think it was crazy when you think about the context of what was happening? You were you were it's not only a, obviously Magic 89.9, you were a successful host already here. You're getting endorsements and all of that stuff. So that's why the word crazy might be different for the two of you or for even with Mojo who was at the height also of his powers so to speak as compared to somebody who just uprooted going to the US who didn't have that kind of uh, stuff to leave if you know what I mean right. so with that as the background and the context did you think it was a crazy move? Oh, I, I think it was one of those things where you really don't know how it's going to pan out, but you have to trust in the position you're in. Um, it's uncomfortable. And I know we're like <laughs> creatures of comfort and we just love to know what's going to come next, but it's, it's, it's hard to, and you just got to be prepared for whatever is next. And we're very private people when it comes to personal things. So I did have moments where I was like, this is crazy. What am I going to do here? Um, I'm in Las Vegas. I don't know a single person. I'm leaving my community of Manila. So it was, it was frightening, but nonetheless, you do it and you find a way to excel in it. Yeah. And well, I, I, don't want, I don't want ahead, to it, like, <laughs> I was just thinking about this while, while Mia was talking. I was like, I, I, I think it helped a lot to have been where I was. Yes to be able to make that move. Like the confidence that I- What do you mean? What do you mean, what do you mean where, you, where you were? Like, like the, that you were talking about us being sort of 
successful or you know, yeah, okay, that's that's that. Our career thing, that, <laughs> like success. Um, no, I think I think the confidence that that builds in you as a person. I think if I hadn't been in that place in my life at the time, I wouldn't have had the guts to make that jump. Um, Absolutely, like it had to. You know, I'm a different. It's been seven years. It's it's a different place for me now, but. But you're making me think back to who I was then, I think. And that's just like, wait, what was I thinking? But I really do think that if I wasn't in my, at the place I was in my career and hadn't built up that confidence in myself, I don't think I would have been able to, to say that. This it, I get it. I get it. Well, two things. First, this is the reason why I didn't pre-interview you guys, because uh, <laughs> I told you, I just wanted you to. You know, I just wanted us to like come out with whatever it is that you felt at that time. I didn't want you to prepare. So if it takes you back, whether that's good or bad, uh, I apologize. But also, uh, what you said is uh, is interesting in the sense that there are always two ways to think about it. When you said that, that gave you confidence. The fact that you were right, you were already who you were, and you were climbing the ladder. And that gave you confidence to do what you did. Did I understand that correctly, right? But there's also that other side of the argument that then why give it up, right? But that's what the other side will will contest. Because I'm sure your fans, uh, Jay and Mia, are wondering about that part or wondered back in the day. I'm sure they're not wondering about that anymore because they, they, they probably already assumed that you... <laughs> <laughs> moved on and assumed also that you guys, wow, they found their, themselves, they're very happy with what they're doing. But at that moment, it is hard to fathom if you're a big fan. Yeah. And uh, you can't blame your fans for thinking that, uh, that, uh, w you know, you gave up all of, all of that stuff. Was it tough to give up? Okay, the question earlier, was it crazy? You answered that. Now, was it tough about giving up all of that stuff mia let me start with you um yeah. giving up um, all of that you know I, I i think in our time of magic we were so visible and we built relationships with our listeners like we actually had great conversations with them and it wasn't just like a one-sided thing where we would just speak on air and that was it close the books um Correct. These I, I still talk to some of our listeners till today. Um, they yeah. still check in on me. They ask about Gabriel, my child. Are they DMing and... you? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, no, it's totally public. <laughs> you know, There's a record. It's, it's, we we found a way to really just build this uh, relationship with them, yeah. and we're connected. And yeah, it's tough to let go of it, but again, if you take the time to really to to build something, it's not going to go away based on what country you're in. Like location, proximity, it, it only holds a certain weight. This is the ultimate leap of faith moment, uh, Jack. Same question uh, <laughs> with what I with what I threw at at Mia. Was it tough? Was it was it difficult? I mean, other than the family part, because we know that already. I mean that. I get, I mean, unless you guys all hate your family, which I don't, you know what I mean? Let's assume, exactly, let's assume, let's, let's assume that, you know, besides the point, the whole family part of it, was it tough leaving with everything happening to you already? TV, radio, print, whatever, and all the other free stuff that you guys were getting at that, at that time. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was hard. It was scary. And it connects to what you were saying earlier. Like people were always questioning it. Like you always had to contend with the fact that people were skeptical about the decision. And for myself, I was like, am I doing the right thing? Um, and then the actual move, I mean, I moved to Boston. I've never been to Boston in my life when I moved, before I moved there. <laughs> I was just like, here I am. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was really hard. And it was, it was a little bit lonely at first. You are like, you go from what Mia was talking about, where you have this whole community, you know, you have a career, you have people around you, you have our like, um, you know, the magic family within the studio, but also the fans and the listeners. And you, you kind of suddenly find yourself totally isolated. And in some ways that was really um, refreshing also. Uh -huh. Right. But I, it was also really scary. It was scary. Right. What did he say? <laughs> refreshing. Was it refreshing also? It was a little bit. It was a little bit. Um, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I what? think we need that. We need a little bit of solitude. Like we were so just surrounded by by All work. I mean, thank God we had the work, but we didn't say no to anything. <laughs> we were just going, staying busy, yeah. and busy is not always productive. What was the liberating part about it? I mean, for those who don't get it. Because there will, you know, surprisingly, bad parts, people, there will be people who don't get it, you know? Uh, and it's not your obligation, obviously. Our obligation, your obligation to explain to everybody else. I always say the most important thing is your inner circle, and that's the most important people who, you know, who will get it. Uh, it's like all the criticisms that you get on social media when we when we were doing you know media stuff sports stuff um it does, to me that that stuff doesn't matter because it's that little circle that really matters to you but what was so just to look back at it and just that we're drinking about it and we're talking about it and uh, you know we're reminiscing about it what was so liberating and refreshing about it too what was uh, was there a certain sense of freedom was there a certain sense of um, again, aside from the whole family factor, was it a certain sense of uh, chains being, you know, just all of a sudden, uh, you, you as people are unleashed into an unknown world? Is that what it is? I, I think the privacy um, ah, was, was okay. one thing. Because, um, oh, okay. again, we put ourselves out there. And I know we were limited in terms of what we wanted to share, but so much of us it's like if we didn't give freely to our listeners they wouldn't receive it well either so mm. to kind of just be quiet was nice mm. i I'm, i realize i'm a much quieter person about my my private life than, than i was back then yeah yeah similarly i um i think that was part of it i think too um so i started i started in radio my junior year of college and I became a courtside reporter the following year. So I was a senior. Right. And I just never, and that's, and I know like in the grand scheme of things, that's not super young. Some people start very, very young. Um, especially now, especially now. Especially now. Getting younger and younger, yeah. But I think I wasn't really, it wasn't really like I had a plan that that was what would happen. And it felt very much I was swept up in these like amazing opportunities um, and just sort of ran with it. And I think by the time I left, I had gotten to a point where I needed a pause 
and ask myself if like, was this what I wanted or was it was what was in front of me? And so I was running with it. And both of those things, whatever the answer was, was going to be okay. But I just needed that pause. And I think when I went to the States and I realized that like that wasn't where I kept wanting to be, like that wasn't necessarily the path that I kept wanting to take. Um, that was what was liberating to me. It was like, I had made this decision for me, not because it felt like what everybody else said was the cool thing to do, um, right. which I hope that doesn't sound like I was ungrateful or no, didn't love what I was doing at the time because I really did. But like 19 is not the same as 24. <laughs> and <laughs> and I just I just needed the space to, to stop and think about who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do with my life. And I just had never had that chance because we were working all the time. You were too busy right. working to really think about what you wanted. Um, right, right. And we're talking to Jessica Mendoza, uh, formerly of Magic 89.9, mm -hmm. of course, top, top five at five with Andy Nine. Uh, she is in DC, am I correct? DC, right? Okay. While Mia Bayuga, of course, formerly of On Demand and On Good Times, all the way from Vegas, uh, for those listening on radio, uh, in their cars or working from home. And again, watching on Facebook Live, on the Kumu app, and through Twitch on the Magic 89.9 website. Oh, I don't like what you're drinking. That's water. That's water. Come on. <laughs> I was hoping you would notice. Come on. Hey, I, no. I was like, number one and a half. I was like, I should have some water. Your cheers, eyes guys. are going to tell. Cheers. Your eyes, Jess. Cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers. I've been practicing making my eyes bigger even when I'm drinking. <laughs> Just to get the audience in on it, uh, again, Mojo Jojo, for those of you who just tuned in, was supposed to be part of this last minute. We couldn't uh, get a hold of him. Hopefully, uh, Javier is okay. Um, but it is funny. We, we saw some pictures, obviously, when I was asking for pictures <laughs> for what the audience has already seen for our social media posts in the last couple of days before this episode. And, uh, <laughs> and some of the pictures, obviously, were, wow. We're like, holy moly. <laughs> It's so funny because you look at those and it's like, you're like, hey, send us some photos of, of you guys on radio. Oh I'm God. like, okay, sure. So I started looking like, to it. And I'm like, I think I'm about to catfish these guys. Like, I don't look anything like this. I was like, I'm eight years younger. Oh, come on. You guys look, you. if not, you guys look better than when you when you did when you're on radio. First, after this, That's we're going to bed. I don't know what you're I'm just like, I don't know. That's what I'm going to say. Um, but they didn't want, I'm sure they didn't want, or probably they would, they would want to see the other pictures that, that Mojo Jojo shared for all of us. No. Um, it is unfortunate that he is not with us uh, today. Our topic, our theme uh, for today, our discussion centers on, uh, it's pretty much uh, a homegrown conversation, former Magic 89.9 DJs, dropped everything and then went to the States and completely did something very different. That's another thing, you know, it's, it's not like you went to the States and made a parallel move um, in terms of the careers that uh, you guys got into. Uh, what was the fear? All right, let's talk about that. You get there, all right, you've made the decision. You said uh, F you to everybody else and uh, uh, you know, you, you've decided, you made the move. You've already ditched the comfort of your celebrity status uh, at the height, height of your powers, tell me about the fears and the realities that uh, that faced you in that first, let's just say in that first year of uh, moving to the U.S. Anybody, 
anybody. Yeah, anybody can go first. I'm gonna I, get I, to I, any. I'm gonna get to both of you anyway. I never lived away from my family before. Um, mm. I'd never lived by myself before. Which is both, which is both scary and exciting. Oh, it was it was amazing and horrifying all at the same time. I didn't know how to cook, literally anything. I remember I was like a college student, and like when now that I when I hear talk to my friends, I realized that the way I was my first year here was what they were like their freshman year of college. I was like eating bread with peanut butter on it over the sink, so I wouldn't have to wash any dishes, <laughs> and it was the only thing I had in the house, like that sort of vibe. It wasn't hard, but it was just so different um, than anything I knew, and you know, making new friends. Um, you know, going to school and figuring out what that was like. And then after that first year, trying, hoping that I would be able to get a job um, in the industry that I wanted. It was, yeah, <laughs> everything was unfamiliar. Oh my God, winter? What is, what is winter? Boston, <laughs> oh my Lord. Winter in Boston, let me tell you, in 2013 to 14, <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> yeah, because those, those were like, if I, I remember correctly, because that was the time I was in New York also. Oh, yeah. Those were record record lows if I'm not mistaken right I couldn't understand why anybody would choose <laughs> and, and I know I had chosen to live there but I was like why do people live here I don't understand why is it cold <laughs> <laughs> I bought so much stuff from stuff that I don't use anymore because it was like overkill but I bought so much stuff from like the the outlets <laughs> like like parkas and long underwear and many many socks I was still cold all the time <laughs> That was hard, and that was hard. That was hard. Yeah. So Mia, uh, going back, because yeah. it's with you, it's different because you've lived there before. So it's right. like re, re, it's in your case, it's like reintegrating. Right. Um, I think the dynamic that was so different for me is like, yeah, I'm back where I grew up, essentially, um, but I have a child coming. Um, I had my son on the way. My first year, um, the biggest game a, changer, game yeah. changer of them all, right? I know, yeah. I know and it was it was right. the greatest thing. And I, um, he, I had him in October. Um, that was the first year that I was back in the U.S. And my family was either California or Florida, so I I was just here in Vegas. And and I like when Jet said like making new friends as an adult. How do you make new friends? Like, it's what is not a sketchy story. way to make new friends? that you're not trying to like be romantically linked with. You're just trying to be like homies. Like it's just, it's that's, just that's a great thing because it's, I'm sorry to step on over you, but I just wanted no, to squeeze fine. this in. That's a great point because it is totally different in the Philippines and in the U S when it comes just to that simple thing. Correct. Am I correct? Or am I, is I that wrong? Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was just odd. And then here I am, I'm this pregnant woman trying to make friends. It just looks odd. And they're like, Oh, where'd you, where'd you move from? Like the Philippines, they start talking louder to me. And I'm like, I understand English, but okay. <laughs> um, it's just, they had more of a culture shock than I did coming back. Um, they, they anticipated me not really understanding things. And, um, it was, it was, it was different. Uh, I don't think I was all too fearful. I was more afraid of bringing a kid into this world and not having a clear-cut like plan right right was comfort the biggest was comfort the biggest sacrifice and when i say that Absolutely. um um 
you know, living in your, I mean, I don't want to talk about too much of a personal thing here for both of you. Obviously, I know both of you personally, but, you know, living in a, a house, living with helpers, you know, like Jess said earlier, she's never cooked in her life and all of these things. And then there is the work part of it, the comfort at work in the sense that you're getting all of these free things left and right from, <laughs> from clothes to shoes to hygiene stuff, which I'm not going to get into. Um, <laughs> Which, which, which I suppose, okay, let me, let me, let me try to, let me try to put myself in your shoes, which I suppose you're in a new country, something as simple as a haircut or a wax or whatever, which you all got anytime you wanted in the Philippines. This costs a, sh oh, sorry. Um, I am still on radio. Uh, uh, you know, a boatload of money. Well, what's comfort the biggest, biggest Thing that you had to give up, to sacrifice, to compromise. Explain that to, to all of our viewers and listeners, please. I, I mean, comfort, comfort is one thing. And I, I thought when I moved here, like, yeah, I'm losing all these comforts of um, having my mom around, um, my brother there, if ever I needed anything. Hi, Tita Gigi. Hi, mom. So like those comforts, yeah, sure. But everything else I feel like was a privilege. Um, it didn't come at no expense. It came at, from people that trusted us on radio, people that believed in the work we were doing. Um, it, it was a privilege more than a comfort. So mm. letting that go makes it a little easier because it's like, what am I doing to, to earn that? <laughs> no, I, that's, a, yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. And I was trying to like work through what I was thinking. Yeah, I think... I, my mom asks me that all the time. Free alcohol. Free. No, like my, mom, my mom literally asks me that all the time. Like, don't you get tired? And I'm like, no, actually, you know, it's, it was actually great. It's, you know what it was? It was empowering. It felt yeah. good to know that I could do the things mm. that I wanted to do and like take care of myself. And, and I mean, that first year was a little scary because, you know, I, I was lucky. I was already very lucky because I came over here. I had the paperwork. I had some savings from, from work, um, so it was okay. But like, I wasn't making any money that first year. I was like, you know, I was working as a lab assistant, like a computer lab person to make 10 bucks an hour just right. to have some inflow. Um, it was right. a little scary, but, but I had my parents to help me. So I, you know, the, the comfort part, yeah, that's, it, it, they were, those were privileges and, and it didn't feel like a huge sacrifice really. It was, I was choosing this and that was also a privilege that I got to choose that. And right. I think that was what I was coming into. And it was just like, this is all just part of the learning process. You learn how, right. to, how to adjust to a different place and a different expectation and a different life. That's a big thing. And um, I think, I don't know if, if I remember correctly, it's part of the advice that I gave to you, Jet, and a couple of other junior jocks uh, that, I, that I had the pleasure of um, boarding with and training before who had to leave the country and had to get into different fields in the countries of fashion and all that. And I would always say, if your parents are going to support you, and when I mean support, it doesn't always mean monetarily. I mean, if they're behind your decision and they always ask me, boom, what am I going to, what am I going to do? Oh, shoot. Sorry. Boom. What am I going to do? Um, yeah. What am I going to do? What am I you know, am I going to do this? Am I going to give up? But I'm already making inroads in media and all that. 
And I say, at their age, at your age back then, and at their age, uh, I remember a couple of junior jocks before, I would always tell them, dude, go for it. Why? Because you have that fallback. Your family's never going right. to let you. That's your safety net. At, at, if, at the worst case scenario, things do not work out. And, you know, you pray that it would for their own personal development. But if things don't work out, you'll always have your family to come back to in the Philippines yeah. who, who have money, whatever money means to, 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 to you guys, right? I mean, so there's always that you can gamble as opposed to, let's say, as opposed to, let's say, and I don't mean to get personal here, but this is a conversation. It's just, you know, I don't want to just always interview you. But I, as opposed to, let's say, if this happened to me at that age, and I had that opportunity, I probably wouldn't take it. And the reason behind that was because at that time, I had to make money to put myself through school or whatever, uh, to give to my parents um, for, for whatever other reason, right? There was no safety net. Whatever I made, that is what I was supposed to use. So there's no other... Op there's no plan B. There's no option B. Right. That's why I always advise if you have the opportunity and your parents are going to back you up and if your parents are going to say, hey, if it doesn't work out, we got a we gotta resort to come back to. <laughs> I know that's not the case, but you know what I'm saying, right? That's an right. exaggeration. But yeah. um, go for it, right? So I, I suppose that gives you confidence also knowing that there is some sort of a fallback. I, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but... You know, you ask, you know, people are going to, like the question of why would you do it? I mean, at the at the same time, in my head, it's like, how could you, how could I not? Like, there was almost no risk, really. Like, people are always like, That's oh, you were point. so brave to go play yourself. I'm like, yeah, but... Great point. Like, what was I risking? Really, I you're right. Like, my, my mom still calls me and it's like, well, so why don't you go it? <laughs> I'm like... I'm sorry, I'm here. I like it here. Love you. Right. <laughs> and, right. and I wasn't, yeah. So I, you know, I, I try to be very aware of that. Um, this is not something that anybody, not everybody can do. It's, it was, I was very, very lucky to have had that chance. And like, I, it would almost have been a disservice to me and to my family to not have tried. Correct. I like to think. Anyway. Right. It's a good way. Of, I mean, Mia, the same here. I see your mom every now and then. Uh, you know, yeah. she, yes, she doesn't send me food anymore, and that is very unfortunate. <laughs> Gigi, and your arroz alocobana that I miss. I know. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Totally calling you out. Uh, but uh, your family, your family, your mom here is pretty comfortable too. So, at, you know, uh, the worst case scenario is you can always come back, uh, right? Is right. That, but even with like, without it being worst case, I've always played with the idea of coming back. I mean, I love the oh, Philippines. Okay. It's so oh, really? good to me. Um, so I'm not leaving yet, okay? I'm still gonna wait, you know, just in case. <laughs> I mean, I, I always, always, like even last year, I, I mean, I've had this conversation with you. I'm like, I was looking at schools for Gabriel. Um, it's just, it's always gonna be there. I think when something treats you so well, and again, you know, it's also a privilege. It's like you, I look at the U.S. as a great thing. And I also look at the Philippines as another great thing. So I'm in a good position to even have these options. I think it's even a luxury to, to have two choices. 
but that cushion is going to run dry at some point. Um, and for me, things have shifted a lot this year where you just have to keep pushing forward. You just have to make it happen because then what? These last few years have been in vain. Absolutely not. Do you miss it? Do you yeah. miss the, the lifestyle? Um, hmm. um, I mean, okay, yeah, this is, <laughs> I, no, I want you to be, I want you to be truly honest. Do you miss the lifestyle? Do you miss, not the comfort, let's uh-huh. not talk about that. You know, obviously we're all going to miss that. That's, that's fine. It's nice if it's there, uh, but it has taught you to be independent and uh, empowered as, as Jessica mentioned earlier. Um, but do you miss, okay, okay, here, do you miss the fame? Do you miss the popularity, the fame, the recognition, the acknowledgement, the freebies, and all of these things. Let's be real. And, uh, I, you know, just, just talk about that. Is that something that, woo, man, damn, what the hell am I thinking? <laughs> I gave up all of that. Jet? I was waiting for you to go first. Um, oh, okay, I will. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, things were it was convenient um and we we had friends I mean parts you and I we had all the same people that were pouring into us on the show and we worked together on tv so yeah all the plastic surgery that was free you know exactly all the girl free stuff I got that too yeah I know what you mean Exactly, but it's like, it was convenient, it was nice, um, the massages, it was great, again, all things that I believe were, I do it's not a regular everyday comfort, this doesn't come by with any career choice, it doesn't come by okay. any job that you land, um, yeah, I miss it, but it's, again, a luxury, things that you can be without, but yeah, it's a little tougher, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, there's there are parts of it that I do miss, like, um, and there were parts of it that I missed more earlier on. Also. Right, 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 right. But yeah, um, but like, was overall, it more material yeah. than anything else? Was it material? Was it material, or was it the the recognition? You know, no, all I the. Think, I think I'm, I think it was an adjustment at first, and I think the material stuff was hard for a while. Um, not hard, but like it was just like yeah, you missed it. Um, the lifestyle. <laughs> you remember when I said I wanted, I was gonna go to bed at eleven? Like that wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't miss the sort of late nights and the crazy work hours and like we're working seven days a week. Um, you know, and you had to be on all the time. Like I I I don't miss that honestly. Like it's been I've I've been able to. I feel like grow up a little bit more and grow into myself more because I I didn't have to do those things. Um, For some people, it's not like that. And I think, but I think for me, it was just really, it's probably really healthy (laughs) for me. So no, I don't really miss. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like an honest answer. We're talking to Jessica Mendoza, (laughs) formerly, of course, at the top five at five, Magic 89.9, Mia Bayuga from On Demand and from Good Times. Uh, You're watching us live on Facebook, on Twitch, and on the Kumu app. And for those listening on radio, my name is Boom Gonzalez. I totally 
I don't think that, uh, the last time I wore this shirt, I think I was still with you, Mia. Early you are, I had that photo. Days. We <laughs> had that picture, remember when I was, when I had that pose and it looked totally creepy. It looked so bad when I, when I was highlighting this, but it looked like I was highlighting something else. It looked like I was highlighting your knockers. I'm so, I'm just, I remember I still have the picture. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're having them here. People who, uh, who uh, of course were, Great Magic 89.9 uh, DJs and uh, were very extremely popular and and gave up everything, packed their bags, and now they're totally in uh, different situations and in different fields. Uh, in a way, in a way, yeah, obviously very different in the sense that the uh, attention is not as much anymore. And uh, again, Mojo Jojo was supposed to be with us. You, you've uh, unplugged also yourselves from social media, not totally, but context, again, context-wise from, you know, the Philippine standpoint, because it's so different here. When you talk about social media, the context being in the Philippines, and did you have any kind of pressure to always look a certain way, to be a certain way, to say certain things constantly when you were here in the Philippines. You know what I'm talking about, right? When it's, it's a different, I mean, we're one of the biggest users of social media, obviously, if not right. the biggest, I mean, at least in Asia, for sure we are. If, I mean, just, just sheer, especially because, you know, we're not as big in terms of the population of India or China or anything like that. But, you know, pound for pound, we're definitely the champions of <laughs> there it is. social media. I think that's the best way to put it, right? Um, and, and, and that can be very bad. That can be very toxic if you don't know how to handle it, if you're not secure with yourself, and if, you don't, and if you're constantly looking for validation through social media, right. which is what a lot of people do in this day and age. Um, that must be also, correct me if I'm wrong, refreshing uh, for you guys, did you have to be always on when you were here on a daily basis? Did you, if everybody was always snapping photos of you, whether you were in the gym or whatever, you were celebrities. Let's let's put it that way. When I was with Andy, yeah, <laughs> like I was, I was, I was like, um, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, there's a toning down, right? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't have to be as conscious about it. I think I think we're at a place in in the world where anything you put on social media you're just aware that anything you put out there is out there forever uh right, but what isn't it more so just magnified here in the philippines when you were here yeah. like i mean you know what i'm talking about right you see it's different when i explain this to somebody else but if i explain it to both of you i assume at least that you get what i'm saying because you've had it you've had it you understand the context of being under the microscope all the time yeah, I think you, it's, it's hard. You kind of lose sight of who you are on air and off air. So you, you kind of haze those lines between the two and you're just like, well, which one am I going to be today? And then it's not a choice anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, you're, you're not as thoughtful about what you're putting out there. I mean, I wasn't, I'm just saying this on my behalf. It's just, I was just, pulling out tweets and posts and just anything to be visible. All right. Jet? Well, I mean, I know you're constantly on social media because it's still part of your work to a certain degree, but not in, I in a... I think about that a 
lot. I think. Um, Good. Okay. Because I no, because I saw transition to journalism, right? And Sorry, what was that again? I transitioned to journalism, right, and right. there are different expectations and there are different rules <laughs> for what you can you can and can't eat and what's considered appropriate if you want to maintain credibility. And you and I had a long talk about what you should and shouldn't do if you want to stay credible <laughs> right before I left. And I right, think. Yeah. Um, I don't know if what I said would, you know, <laughs> did, did, did <laughs> any good, good but, yeah. um, <laughs> but like after, you know, now I, I'm much more careful. I've never been a particularly opinionated person, especially mm -hmm. in like my public persona. And so I've just sort of stayed with that, but also like endorsements and stuff like that. Those were things that I had to deal with, like kind of back, kind of backtrack a little and be like Ooh. no I wasn't a journalist in the same way then like right, right, <laughs> right. endorsement it was a different thing and I'd like kind of explain right. that a little bit um right. because that's not something you can do and still be like a journalist <laughs> like it's not right. you can't do um so it was it was a really weird transition um but I think one ultimately for the better I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier about just needing time to sort of pause and sort of take stock of where I was. I think it was very easy to get caught up in like the the, the gratification of, of being in the public eye and like people like yeah. liking what you were doing or what you were looking like or uh, five know. sexiest, five cutest, yeah. you know, those things, right? Right? <laughs> I still carry that around my back. <laughs> like it makes you feel like that's the kind of uh, affirmation you need. <laughs> A decent human. <laughs> I don't know about you. I still bring that up. I, I, I made that list, by the way, the five sexiest female DJs uh, uh, on radio, on Philippine radio. You clearly <laughs> didn't pay enough for me. It must have, it must have been my lip gloss that uh, the, the trick. No, but, but you know what I mean, right? Uh, but that's a, that's a great answer uh, and a great insight also. Uh, for those who, who miss you, we're talking to Mia Bayuga and Jessica Mendoza, of course, from Magic 89.9. Um, what? Uh, here's a question, random. And please, I want you to be as honest as possible. It's just the three of us talking anyway. And it looks like Mojo won't be able to join us anymore. <laughs> um, what, in your opinion, individual opinion, was your peak when you were here? When you thought, man, this is great. Man, is that, that, it's happening for me. You know what? What? <laughs> when was that? And what were you feeling? And what time was that in your career? Now, Nia, yeah, obviously we've we've done a lot of work with the UFC, with ABS CBN right. Sports. Uh, you did some TV work, also obviously with Balls Channel, and then radio, and then hosting, and then endorsements, and of course Jessica, you know the PBA, the UAP, and then writing, and all of these things, and other endorsements, other photo shoots, um, uh, and glam shoots, and all that. When did you think was your peak here in Manila? That's a hard question. Oh, I got mine. Ready. Oh, go All right, let's go. Let's, let's oh. blow some smoke just, just for, for our listeners, just real quick to reminisce, yeah. No, only because you were there. Um, I used to go with you to, like, your hostings, right? Like, when Kobe was there, it was such a huge thing, and I would just look in awe of just all the eyes on you, and you're just carrying this event, um, just putting the spotlight on whoever is there. Hey, this and is I not just, about me, partner. This is about you. Come on. No, no, no. Listen. 
person. <laughs> and I just okay. remember being in that position where I would just, I'd watch and I'd be like, okay, if this is for me, it's gonna happen. <laughs> and I'm just gonna trust in that. And then you and I, we were hosting for ABS, uh, for Boss Channel. And when GSP came, George St. Pierre, came to the Philippines and we took him on this full tour, right? right. We we did open workouts. We took him to a, a club, was, was a bar. Um, Mall of Asia, um, the open workout. I can't even remember how many people were there, but it was just a massive crowd. And I remember that very moment I was sweating because the lights were behind me. Like the entire screen was just lights. And I was like, hold it together. And yeah, hold it together. I'm sweating. And I'm just like, don't let the mic fall. This guy's coming out soon. Right, and right. I'm just looking at you like, parts help me. And we, it was just a great day. But, but so that moment was the moment I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And this is going to mean something later, not in the sense of fame or um, attention, but we made some really great relationships there too. Um, I still talk to some of the guys that we interviewed from, from Ball's channel uh, that were part of the UFC. And I'm, I'm still in touch with them. I still work with some of them. And it's, it's one of those things where, again, I, I look back on it and I remember that very moment where I was like, this is going to mean something not in the sense of what it was in that very moment. Right, right. That's, those are, hey, the two names that you dropped, those are already in consideration Huge. for the greatest of all time, right? I mean, you're Huge. talking about Kobe Bryant and right. George St. Pierre from uh, the NBA and the UFC. So, you know, uh, that's not a bad position or no. not a bad time, not a bad time. We have a lot of great pictures uh, and memories from, from those times. That's, you know, and it always... It's the best time. It was the best time yeah. that, that we had. Again, a luxury, no a privilege. No question. No question. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, when did you think, now that we had, you had a little bit of time to think, <laughs> and a little bit of alcohol to drink? Um, I, I mean, it's funny because, like, it's so interesting. To it's me. okay. You can brag. It's fine. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. It has a moment because, like, I, I cannot, I can't remember, like, a single moment where it was just, like, this is it. I Her entire like, career was a high. Huh? <laughs> your entire career. Your entire career. It was, was so high. great. Entire time, obviously. Hey, come no, on, man. I mean, you reported for the UAP for Ateneo for what? Three years? You were one of the few, if I'm not, was it two no, or three years? Two, no, no, no. I only did two there. I was one of the few who I did. My first year was I was a senior. And then my second year, I wasn't a student anymore. That's a, that's the rare part because because we, I don't think we've ne we've ever done that again or be, even before that I may be wrong let me let me uh, I, I mean I mean I'm no UAP expert oh yeah that's right Gretchen my other my other TV partner. <laughs> my other TV partner that's right but it it was very rare to have you know courtside reporters who were not from the school anymore so that's UAP big deal. PBA, big deal. FHM, big deal. You know, so. Yeah, um, I mean, also like, you know what? My, my last couple of years working with Andy, I think we had hit a point in our, because like, I don't know if people remember this, but when, when Andy and I first started, we had never met each other. Like, we were not like <laughs> friends who just decided to start a radio show. Like, we were strangers. Um, I think we finally felt like we got into our room like a couple of years, like probably a year or two in into that whole thing and I think probably for me as a 
and I'm I'm applying this backwards. I have no actual memory of like this is it. But I think yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think yes. Probably the last couple of years, um, as I had gotten like into the group of the PBA. I mean, we were we were working all the time, um, and I think that get, getting into the group of like how do I pair up my schedule working for the, like doing doing this certain days of the week and then magic four or five days a week and just like getting into the group of that felt like there were moments where like I would run on a Sunday you know <laughs> we would go to church or whatever have quick lunch with my family and I'd be like uh, right. driving away from my Lola's house and like and like do I have the right shoes and it's just right. like, like, <laughs> and just, like I think that was probably for me like I I'm, I'm working like I am this is this is my life like this is this is it um without really realizing that that's what that was um but looking back like I've never worked seven days a week at that level since it's just it, now I'm like I like weekends they're great <laughs> Jessica that's was so a, a courtside reporter when I could only dream of being <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like I like I mean you know this before I started I didn't even know basketball Crazy. Right, right. Yeah, me too. No, me too. No, you know, you, you know why I asked that. Um, I knew I didn't know what you were, you guys were gonna a- answer, but I like that you made that point, Jessica, because I think, obviously, now that I look back at my career, and and it's a great time to look back because I don't have a TV station right now. My TV station just got shut down. So my, 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 my sports casting career is probably over already by, by force. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm laughing at it now. I'll cry later when they turn oh, it off. But, but it's funny how the, the younger guys, whether they're guys or girls, and I've gotten, you know, uh, comments, and I don't make... I don't mean to make this this part of the show about myself, but I've gotten comments about that's the life I want to live. Remember Jessica and uh, Mia? You know, people would see me, and Mia knows this. I don't sleep. I am yeah. attending to this and all that. And I don't say that proudly, by the way. It's not something like I'm, you know, hey man. I'm like, no. I mean, it's it's uh, partly necessity. It's uh, partly it's a passion. Partly it's and and people I've had exposure to younger college dudes who would go through the audition process and actually hear that from them and say that, oh, that's the lifestyle I want to live. You know, mm-hmm. you're working 24-7 and you're, you know, you're, you're attending to so many things. You're running from one place to another. And in Manila traffic, you know, that's not a, anymore such a great thing, you know, as opposed to back in the day. And then when you get a little older and with benefit of hindsight and, you know, benefit of perception, obviously you're thinking, uh, that's what you think. But I understand what they say also, because that's part of earning your wings. That's part of making your name, you know, and then you get to a point where you, and I told Jessica this and I told Mia this, where you already, oh, hell no, I am staying home. Oh no, I'm going to be drinking with my friends. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to do my own stuff. Spending obviously a lot of my time out of the country with my wife in different countries uh, and all that. So again, and then you realize, man, I worked myself to the ground back in the day. I mean, I mean to a certain extent still now when I'm here in the country. But But I've never heard you say my wife before. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. 
I'm a little I'm a little worried that after the show she might, you know, uh, file for whatever. But yeah, no, so this, no but you know what I'm saying? I mean, when you look back at all of that, I love that face of mine. And I, I still go through it every now and then. And I know what Jessica was saying. because um, you have to earn your wings and you have but sometimes the proving part, you know, it has to end. It have, <laughs> you gotta get time to yourself. And to a certain degree, this lockdown. You know, help me, help me to to focus on certain things. Unfortunately, obviously, I haven't seen my wife in four months, and that's the problem because we got locked down. We separated after the whole thing, but not separated, separated, just in case you know, but, you know physically. <laughs> so I see where, and this is why I asked the question: where the the whole, you know, peak. The peak thing and all that. Okay, one last wait, question. Wait, wait, before, before you go there. Parts, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The, the difference, I mean, another way to look at it also is like you guys are talking about like earning your stripes and, and your wings and, and whatnot, but the intention of going into it also, like you went into broadcasting for very different reasons as maybe someone who wants your lifestyle. Oh, for sure. I mean, we, we had a, a UFC fighter who came to visit in the Philippines and he had said how much the sport has changed because you have these new and upcoming fighters who are coming in for the prize money or they're coming in for the fame and the Twitter followers. Wherein when he started back in the day, it was for the sport, for the love of the sport. And that's why, and that's why he's gotten Mm. to where he's at. So again, I think it also comes down to the reason why you even started broadcasting. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I don't, I've, you know, you guys know me. I never cared about that stuff. I do what I do because I guess it gets me going. It's the, what I love. I like, I like just, you know, um, biting down on that mouthpiece and just doing whatever it is that I wanted to do, regardless of what other people would say, not to get any kind of, you know, followers or anything like that. It was just because I loved it from the very start. And I think that's the benefit of starting my career without social media you know i started that way so by the time social media came to me that was an add-on it wasn't what defined me or what i needed for validation it was an add-on i'll use it for work i won't let it use me i'll use it for work that's always the top the topless photos was for work yeah Yeah, obviously (laughs) for i mean you can like the work and also like the social media fame. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was that again? What I said you again? can love the work and also like really love the fame and the social media stuff that comes with it. Like they're not always mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. It. I. It's just a degree, I guess. Right. That you. You know. W- which do you love more? Which. Uh, um. Did you ever think to yourselves that? Um. Now I'm going back. Was there? Had you ever? Oh, Okay, this ex- this no more. I'm I'm done experimenting. I'm done if it was an experiment at all. Um, I mean, this is different from the question earlier about coming back. Just just in terms of your life's choice, because technically this episode is about life's choices. It's not about just reminiscing about Magic eighty nine point nine and what you guys did. It's about two things. It's about drinking on Facebook Live and about <laughs> and about and about life choices and did you ever get to that point where nah this is not working or no 
it's never been like that. I'm pushing through. I'm going for it. I have too much pride to just go back to the Philippines. I yeah, I, I still I still have that. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, I, really? Yeah, and I mean things are things are great. Um, oh okay. Like things are great here. I don't think you have to come to a point where it's a fallback. Because um, anymore, I, I, don't think I, I don't think I would want it. Um, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I again, I still am like maybe I'll go back next year. <laughs> But for a totally different reason, not because probably it didn't work out. You know, that's right. a whole different thing. Jed did, you know, I mean, correct us if, our, uh, if we are wrong in the perception that this all worked out for you? Yeah, I've been really lucky. I've been really lucky. I mean, I moved to Boston uh, 2013, lived there for a little under two years, a little under three years, moved to LA for work, did that for two years. I'm in DC now, I moved here two years ago. Um, I met a person. It's it's worked out. Like career has worked out. Relationships no complaints. Worked out. I'm, I'm in a good place. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to be like, well, now I'm going back. It's like, I think, I think my experience with my career in the Philippines was a really, really important foundation for, mm -hmm. for where I am now. Um, right, right. I could have been here without that, and I've said that before. Um, I, I'm not, I, I don't think there was, if I'm totally honest, I don't think there was a time. I think I've been lucky enough to not have to have looked back and been like, boy, I need to go back now because it's not right. working out. Right. That's good. That Well, we're happy to hear that, obviously. As much as obviously, no, I, I mean, I mean, as much as possible, as much as your fans, friends, family will miss you here, you know, I'm, I'm sure that what makes up for people who miss you guys here is the fact that they know that you're happy and uh, that's you know that you're okay and that there's no regrets when it comes to what you what you did all right we're talking to mia bayuga for those listening uh on magic 89.9 on radio and uh, working from home or doing whatever it is that you're doing at home uh, mia bayuga jessica mendoza uh from magic 89.9 back in the day it is uh, probably what 3 a.m already uh in the case of uh, uh jessica and um for mia well, mia's okay she'll, she'll be okay cheers muna cheers muna i got a couple of questions cheers we're all drinking oh, refill Refill. I know it's not free this time, Jessica, but go ahead and refill. <laughs> can we? Is this a thing we can do? Okay. Um, <clears throat> one of the reasons why I also wanted you guys here on this show, um, other than also having Mojo Jojo uh, supposed to, supposedly originally, is is the <clears throat> is the context of you being in the United States. And there are a lot of similarities in terms of what's going on here and what's going on in the United States. But it's different when you're talking to somebody from there. Um, and you can talk honestly about it. In the case of Jessica, you're probably covering it too for work, right? So to a certain degree, um, tell us from your perspective. First, COVID-19, you know, how, how bad is it there? How how um, how are people taking it or not taking it seriously? And depending on the state that you're in, I suppose some states are, you know, not taking it seriously. Some states are a little more locked down than the others. 
and also Jessica and Mia, in terms of racial injustice, we just you were, we're just went through and are going through in the United States all of these protests. The last time I was talking to Mojo a couple of days ago, he just joined the protest. Right. That's why all that's why I was always saying I hope he's okay. He's not joining yeah. us today. He was supposed to join us, but I hope he's okay. You know, with all the protests that are going on, it's different when you're talking to people who are experiencing it firsthand and not just watching the news and watching it on Twitter or on social media. Uh, you know, just give us a little bit of an overview from your standpoint, regardless of whether you're outside looking in or you're just observing or, or covering in the case of Jessica, please let us let us know about that. Are there are there are there a lot of protests in Vegas? Yeah, there was, there there was. Um, I liked your segue, by the way. Uh, <laughs> what first? You want protests? Once, 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 once. Sorry, once a host, <laughs> always a host. I know. I know. <laughs> just ready. Just ready. Um. Yeah. Okay, you have to think about uh, Las Vegas as a whole. It's a very, it's a tourist destination. Um, so without people flying in, without our hotels open, our bars were closed, casinos were closed, we were down like 95% in visitor volume. Um, and that affects your business too, right? The stuff that you're a part of, obviously. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I work in the fitness industry. So Correct. all gyms were closed, but I also work right. in LA. Um, with law enforcement, which will push over to the whole racial side. Um, but you, you just have to think about how many jobs are jeopardized with the lockdown and in schools. I mean, my son's school was closed since March, early March. So he hasn't been there. There's no daycare. There's no summer camp. So I'm home with him. Um, thankfully, I'm in a position where I can be, but I can you imagine if I if I wasn't, I would have to find daycare that I would even trust. Um, we just initiated a whole mask mandate. Bars opened and they're closed again. Right, so right, right, we, right. We tried to like right. go back into some sort of normalcy, but nobody was following uh, the guidelines, and we're back to where we started. And it's like a race between us and California on who's got the most new cases. It's it's sad and it's real. Um, right, right. I think people choose whether or not they believe in it, but it's really not about your own immune system. It's about those around you. And I think it, like, I don't, I don't want to call anyone out specifically, but it's so selfish to yeah. to move like nothing's going on. This is Agreed. really happening. Um, and there's there are other things happening wherein this virus also proves a bigger threat to those families. So I. I've just been taking every precaution and staying home. Thankfully, I can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's real. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but it's real. And, and the elections are coming up. So that, that you know, that's a put, that puts <laughs> a different spin it's, it's, to it, right? It's really interesting. Like people like, and, and I don't blame them because this is how I think of D.C., thought of D.C. before I lived here. But, but D.C., it's not a huge city. You know, we're probably, I mean, by the standards of most places, like we're probably like 700,000 people. So yes, it's big, but it's also a very like packed city. And so I personally live probably two miles from the White House. 
What is that? A million kilometers. Wow. It's not that far. It's not that far. But like my neighborhood feels so removed. Um, and so like DC isn't really just all like, we're all thinking about politics all the time. Um, <laughs> and this is why I wanted to ask you, because again, it's different from a Filipino standpoint. It's different from your standpoint. Go ahead, please. Yeah, no, but, but, but it is very present. And I think, I think, you know, I have a lot of friends who work in government now and politics. And it's like every time there's a president, every time there's a new administration, the whole vibe changes. Um, but at the end of the day, DC is a very progressive, liberal city. Um, and so you see very clearly when it's a when it's a very when when <clears throat> when something is happening on the side of liberals and progressives, it's very very obvious here. But right, the protests right. were enormous here. Like my, the target down the street had to have had to board the windows because they were afraid of like whatever. Um, but it was also like a very like open. <clears throat> place and and I think when when all of that happened um it was interesting because every you know those protests were really big here but everybody had their masks on like mm -hmm. um it, it's a really interesting space to be operating in um I was telling you guys before the show that um DC's um We've started phase. We started phase two in June. Phase two reopening. So a lot of bar, like there are a bunch of bars that are open. Um, and you were the first one there. <laughs> I haven't been anywhere. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go to the grocery store once in a while. Um, <laughs> and the liquor store. Um, <laughs> but um, the masks are pretty. Like they're on. People are wearing them. People get it. There's not as much. Like within the city, I don't think there's as much like arguing about what you should and shouldn't do. And so mm -hmm. actually our cases are pretty low and haven't, they were up in March and April the way they were everywhere, but they've been pretty low. Um, I think the anxiety is for places like me, I'm talking about where like people don't believe that this is something that they need to do. Right, right, right. It's been, it's been interesting to, to watch how, how that's, evolved um in different places and in different cities but here personally i think i think people are pretty aware about what they can do um yeah i asked most, that most of my friends have been just at home <laughs> yeah well i asked that question because um i mean from a philippine standpoint and the united states standpoint two different obviously countries but the similarity is the cases are rising. I yeah. mean, there has been a constant spike. Where everywhere, not everywhere, but in a lot of countries in the world, things are going down, things are a little bit under control <clears throat> to a certain degree. Even here in, in Southeast Asia, things have been under control in certain countries as compared to what's happening in the Philippines in terms of cases, active cases, deaths, and all of these things. So that's why I wanted to ask that question because you know I wanted you guys to provide a little bit of context from because that's always important especially because you're there experiencing it and and if you know if because here we all take that seriously obviously we're all wearing masks and all that not that it has done anything i mean in terms of uh in terms of bringing the number down but at least we've you know we've in terms of the mask part i don't think anybody is opposing it in the u.s there's certain rallies where no we're not wearing 
we're not wearing masks. No, that's, I mean, Donald Trump uh, just last Sunday here in Manila or Saturday night there in, in, uh, in the U.S. just wore his mask for the very first time, I believe, in, in a rally. So that, that's like, you know, that's, that, that's the reason why I'm asking it because context is always important. What do you hear about the Philippines? Um, regardless of whether it's a family or what you read, because that's also very different. What What do you know? What do you hear? What are you thinking about? I'm thinking about like the cost, the cost of having a positive mm. test or even negative is still costly. And it's like, who can afford these things? Right. Um, even here in the U.S., hospitalization, like let's say you're uninsured or maybe your insurance isn't as great or you're taken to a facility that isn't insured. But or isn't doesn't fall under your coverage. It's like it's costly, mm. and we're here. We're out of work. There's only so much the government can give as a stimulus package. Um, for the Philippines, I just hear about the cost of it. It's, like, it's just too expensive to get sick, but it's too expensive to stay home and not making any kind of money. Right. right. There's no income. There's no cash flow. So how are you supposed to protect your family? Yeah. It's such an odd place to be, where it's like there's really no lesser evil of the two. Right. Jet, what does your family and friends tell you? What do your family and friends tell you, rather? Um, yeah, that it, I mean, you hear that the cases are rising. You hear that um, other things are happening besides COVID that have, or, or you know, that, that, that people have been debating. <laughs> right. I'll think in my language here. Um, my parents haven't left. My dad is uh, not like super healthy uh and so oh, i'm sorry to hear that i mean no he's he's fine but you know he's one susceptible of yeah he's one of those in, probably yeah. gonna be like more um more inclined to get it and so they just want to stay safe and like are at home so we're lucky enough that my parents can work from home um i can work from home most of my friends can do the same but but yeah i think that's just that's just like the probably one of the the ways that you can really make the parallel from here to there and like try to, to understand like why people are so against i don't know if the mask has become kind of a symbol of this but like of this like idea that it's it's a choice between your livelihood and health yeah. uh, and it's a really it's a really difficult and really ultimately unfair choice because like people like me us you know we have we have i have an option to work from home um, right. Not um, everybody has that option. It's just inconvenient. It's just kind of an interruption, but it's not. It's not upending my life. Um, I'm not risking my life for the life of my family because <clears> I can <throat> cannot go to work. Um, and like to understand that how that plays out here and how that plays out in the Philippines. I don't know. It's it's really hard. Uh, we have a final few minutes left here with uh, Mia Bayuga, Jessica Mendoza, formerly of Magic 89.9. Mia left 2012, Jessica left 2013. Uh, for those who are not in the know, yeah, they did long time running shows, Top 5 at 5, On Demand, and Good Times on Magic 89.9. We have a few minutes left with them. Unfortunately, we are not going to be graced by the presence of Mojo Jojo, who was supposed to be part of this show. It would have been great also because he was active with the protests. It would have been great to get his uh, opinion and his, you know, his side of things. Cheers, Muna. Is, is anybody still drinking with me? I know it's hey, too late. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> you know, okay, context is always very important. Have you experienced, as I have a final few minutes with you, have you experienced any kind of, you know, racial injustices personally? There's so many things coming out now. Our friends, TJ Manoto, Ginger Conejero, they're experiencing all of these you know, this indiscrimination, and uh, they've been posting about it. They've, it's been featured in the TV shows also, how they have been getting it. Asians, I just saw one la uh, last night of Asians walking in the park and uh, in, the, in the U.S., I forget which, which park, and they were asking them to go back to where you belong. As, you know, some, some Americans, some white Americans saying that. Have you personally had any kind of brush uh, with that kind of, uh, you know, discrimination as Asians or as Filipinos to be even specific? No, yeah. really? Good. I haven't. Good. That's good. You're one of the lucky uh, ones then. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like there is a certain profiling that happens um, right. when as an Asian female walking into a male dominant environment, which I, I work in. Fitness, um, yeah. It, and it, it's, it's a bit of a hurdle, but it's not to the extent of what's going on here. Um, yeah. Mm. It would be so selfish of me to say that, yeah, I'm facing racism. Like I, me personally, okay, I'm not saying about anyone else, but it, it just wouldn't be right for me to compare the no. injustice that's going on um it's, it's just it's so vastly different wow, I'm happy through. to hear that yeah I'm so oh, happy to hear that yeah yeah absolutely yeah. again think, because uh, yeah Jessica before you say your piece again this is the reason why I'm asking these things is is because context and perception is very important you know how when you guys were here in the Philippines and you have American friends I'm sure it's oh in the Philippines it's, you know people are monkeys or they're always at war or they're always yeah. fighting against each other you know all of these things get I either get blown out of proportion covered by news or whatever or just just not in the right context and this is the reason why I'm asking I know it exists and I know it's everywhere but personally, I wanted to ask, and so, go ahead, Jessica, you were about to reply. I think it's, really, it's different. Like, so I work in a predominantly white, um, my company is like largely white. I'm probably one of very few people of color who work there. Um, before coming here, I'd never really thought about race, very critically. <laughs> um, right, 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 right. You walk into a room and you're like not, you're the only person who does them look like everyone else. You're suddenly very aware of like, oh. <laughs> cool, I guess I'm different. Um, and that's something that I've had to, to work through over the last few years. And, and something that in the context of today, like at our company, we've had a lot of conversations about diversity and like what's the right way to like understand that. But also for myself personally, yet yeah, no, I haven't had anybody, I've not experienced racism explicitly in that way. Um, and I think really how I've thought about race the last few weeks and months has been to sort of because I, I you know I didn't grow up here I had to educate myself a little bit more on like why is this happening and and what is the grievance and where is it coming from and like that's right. actually been more of my focus and it's just like 
reading more books about racism and like the history of you know white and black people because like that, that's not something in the philippines we ever really think about right. in any like deep way like but because why would we right but now i live here and that's something that i i am like it's around me and so it feels like my responsibility to understand what's going on a little bit better so that's really yeah, that, that. yeah that or even you know the sexual harassment thing, the Me Too thing. Remember the last time you were here, Jessica? We were talking about that. that it was big in the U.S., and that's something that is not talked about as much as it was during you know that whole time in the U.S. Well, I'm happy to hear. I'm very happy to hear that you guys did not experience this or haven't experienced it. Because my my boyfriend is white, and we you know it's. We joke a little bit sometimes about like, oh, stereotypical white guy with Asian girl. Like, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we get it. We know what that is. But um, I think we've spent a lot of time thinking about what, what race means to us as, as in our like life, in our lives. Correct. But also yes. Yes. Or more like in a bigger sense. Um, we're talking to Mia Bayuga and Jessica Mendoza. Final few minutes with, uh, with them here. We're so happy that they gave us... You know, this time of day, it's the wee hours of the morning already in the U.S. And uh, Jessica's probably going to sleep the whole day while, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Mia's going to be doing, but I really appreciate the time. I guess the biggest question that I want to ask, and I guess I'm asking for the rest of everybody listening, whether they were your fans back in the day or new listeners right now, new viewers or watching us on Facebook Live, Twitch, and on the Kumu app, and listening on Magic 89.9, uh, whether they know you or not, and uh, are just like eavesdropping on this conversation, is, are you happy? And <laughs> how different a person are you already from 2013, 2012, respectively, when you left? That's the most important question I would like to probably cap this conversation with. I, yeah, happy. Um, and how different yeah. are you from? I mean, from this is coming in the context of 2020 where everyone's complaining about or like labeling it as the worst year ever. And it, we're in <laughs> July, right? Um, Great point. Great point. And, and parts, you know, on a personal level, that this is probably my most challenging year as it is. I know. But I know. I know. I know. I can wholeheartedly say that I'm happy. Um, not because I'm in America versus the Philippines, but because of the choices that I made and the door that I opened, the one that I chose to close. It's like, if you start questioning those closed doors, you're gonna start regretting everything and just second right. guessing yourself. So I'm completely different. Um, I'm raising a son in a time where I'm forced to have these conversations about race, which I didn't think would come so early, but, um, we're Great all learning point. together, right? right. We're, we're learning together. We're taking these steps forward together. And you, you can't be fearful of what's to come. So your only choice is happy. So <laughs> I'm good. I'm happy. I miss the Philippines, but it's doing me well here. That technology will take care of that, I guess. You know, that, that's a, that's a good part about it. Uh, Jessica, oh, no, you your answer. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Jessica, your answer. Yeah. Um, no, I'm happy. How different are you? And how different of a person are you now? I think I'm, I'm I think, <laughs> I think we all, um, we all understand who we are at a certain age in our lives. That's 
probably in your 20s um and there are certain parts of yourself that are just going to be who you are um but I think the important part is that you I think what I am now is like somebody who recognizes that and I think I've really come into my own um as a person as an adult scary as that sounds um right yeah right different than I was when I left totally right and I'm and I'm happy um no kids yet (laughs) but um that I really care about and I think we're you know it's it's we're in a good place um and we've both been very fortunate uh it it has been a really tough year for a lot of people and and I think I think I my goal is just to kind of make the most of the fact that I'm I'm I've been more fortunate than most and to make that mean something somehow um, I think the goal is really to survive the year, to stay healthy, stay alive. You know, I mean, we laugh about that and we joke about it, but it really means something different in the in the year 2020. When you say you got you got to survive, you got to stay alive, and if you come out of the year 2020, consider that as a victory already. And then after that, we'll deal with 2021. We'll deal with the you know the future and. You'll see, we'll see what we're going to, you know, power through and see where we are and where we go. And uh, man, it's been, I, I know a lot of the listeners don't realize it, but yeah, it's been seven years. It's been eight years for both of you. And this is the reason why I ask these questions. It's because sometimes we forget about that. It sometimes it just feels like, oh, is this four years ago, five years ago. But when you talk about it in this context and in this respect, you realize how, realize how long it has mm-hmm. been. And the fact mm-hmm. that Jessica Mendoza is still up at, at this moment <laughs> makes you realize because she says, yeah, <laughs> because she says that she's asleep by 11. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm sad that Mojo Jojo is not with us yeah. today. No, I mean, not here in the episode because we, we, we were planning this for, for almost a week and uh, we were so excited about doing this episode. I'm excited for your fans, for both of you. You know, to hear you again, to see you again. You don't, you guys don't look like you. You've aged after the seven, eight years. You look, you both look the same as you did. Not at all. Yeah, wow. It is, it is. But then I've, I've had a few, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but I'm very happy to hear from both of you. I'm very happy to hear that you guys are happy where you are. And uh, I, I wish you to be safe and healthy um going forward and that not only is for you but for your families whether they're with you there in the states or here in the philippines i'm so happy and i really want to thank you for for joining me today amia and jessica thanks thanks for having us having us and asking all these questions and making us like dig through our photos and reminisce It sounds crazy when you put it that way. You just packed up and left Pika your game. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, really, that's what it is. That's what it is. And uh, some things have changed and some things haven't. And uh, mm-hmm. part of it is my job. And uh, I'm still here to ask those questions. So I'm so happy to see both of you. And uh, please send your 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 you know my love to your family and everybody else uh, here in the Philippines or in the U.S. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers one last time. I got, this is my last one. Let's go. <laughs> one last time for this episode, I mean. I got you, Jet. <laughs> Jessica Mendoza, 
and Mia Bayuga joining us and entering the chat room. We've gone over time, but I'm sure it's worth it. Doesn't matter. It's fine. We're okay. If I get fired tomorrow, it's fine. I don't have a TV station. Yeah, exactly. I won't have a radio. This is it. This I, is all I, won't have, I won't have a radio station <laughs> after. It's fine. I'm good. I'll be unemployed. Thank you, Mia. Thank you, Jessica. Thanks, and thank you. Thank you for everybody watching and listening to the chat room. We all will exit now. Have a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Bye, everybody. Bye.